0: Welcome to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 16. Just jump right into the announcements. So, first of all, number one, we have the students' favorite crafting stations in the Guild Hall. Um, Another shout out to Danjavin for hooking us up with these attunable crafting stations. You better believe as soon as the patch dropped on Tuesday, the very first thing I did was run right out and attune (laughs) those crafting stations to students' favor. Um, Davius, you're you're hard at work getting... Kind of the the shrine set up and all of that, right?
1: Still under construction, but you can access these crafting stations.
0: So, um, if you if you enter the guild hall, uh, so you can just travel to to my primary residence, uh, and that'll take you to our guild hall. It's the Grand Sigik Villa. So, if you've ever been there, you know as soon as you enter, it has this big platform above your head. Uh, well, if you look around, you'll find a way to get up there, and that's, that's where the, the students' crafting stations are, uh, and you can get in on that there.
1: Now accessible from either side.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's starting to look really cool. Also, a uh, big shout-out to Davius for getting this uh, guild hall into really, really nice shape, man. It is it's looking good in there.
1: It's, it's coming along. It's coming along nicely. We're, we're moving along.
0: I mean, you've been you've been kind of putting me to work, sending me <laughs> all across the map to just get like, hey, I need more trees, man, go get me trees, and, <laughs> uh, or barrels. <laughs> barrels were surprisingly difficult to find. <laughs> I swear, I had to like ask people, like, how do I find barrels? Uh, when it
1: when it comes to housing, I am very high maintenance. You know, a lot of resource and supply orders for sure. Very
0: demanding, but. My God, does he get results? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so if you haven't been to the Guild Hall yet, uh, or if you're not a member of uh, the Stoon's Goons yet, um, let us know. You can hit us up in game at Cat Hawk or at Star Jumper. We'll get you into the Stoon's Goons Guild. If for nothing else, you got to see this Guild Hall. And then you can just bounce right back out of the Guild if you want, <laughs> if you're not feeling the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> um, Another announcement here. Uh, on one of my YouTube videos, someone had asked about the music. They said they were trying to use Shazam or some app to, to find the music, and it wasn't pulling anything up. And that's because it's not really. it doesn't really exist anywhere. It's just music that uh, I kind of arranged myself. It's based on music from the game, but it's sort of my own take and my own arrangements of it. Um, so they asked if I would upload that music somewhere where they could listen to it, which I thought was really nice. Uh, so I did. I put it on SoundCloud, and I'll put a link to to that in the description if anyone's interested. Uh, the intro and outro tracks and the transition tracks and that sort of stuff, um, you can stream those there. I also made them available to download if you just want the MP3 to do whatever you want with. Um, that's there.
1: Very cool. I like the long loop one that you created. I've listened to that multiple times now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of, uh, it definitely puts you into this sort of like lull sort of state. <laughs> kind of It's kind of entrancing in a way. Very much so. Um, next announcement here. Basically this announcement is that we need at least one more member of the guild, students Goons, so that we can open up the guild bank. Uh, and I think the way we're going to run the guild bank is just kind of a total free-for-all, right? Anyone can put anything they want in there and take anything they want out. Um, it's really cool. It's basically just free inventory for everyone. Um, so, uh, we just need one more people that unlocks at 10 members. We have nine members right now. So, um, if someone is on the fence thinking about, I don't know, do I want to join the students goons (laughs) or not? You know, you can really help us out by being that 10th member and we'll get that guild bank and then we'll be a real guild.
1: (laughs) we will be real. Uh, We'll, We'll load that thing up with a whole bunch of students pieces.
0: Oh, yeah, we're just, just going to max it out with nothing but but students' pieces right away. It's like, don't worry, guys. That would be kind of funny if we just had every weight and, like, weapon and every possible thing. So as soon as we get a new member, like, yo, just jump in the bank, grab whatever pieces you need. It's already ready to
1: go. Grab your students' pieces.
0: That would be funny if that was, like, what the whole bank was for.
1: Just to grab your students.
0: It's nothing but students in there.
1: So we even call people out. No, hey, hey, who put this non-students thing in the guild bank? What is this? Yeah, what is this, a crafting
0: material? Get this out of here. Uh... Uh, Anyway, yeah, Guild Bank, we're almost there. Uh, And then last announcement, we'll just go over the Gold Vendor again, like we did last weekend. And as a reminder, if you're not familiar with the Gold Vendor, um, it's this special vendor that appears in Cyrodiil at your home faction's home base uh, every weekend. Uh, They sell a random assortment of gold, jewelry, uh, and purple monster helms, and it's just totally random every week uh, what they are. Um, So this week, they're doing Ring of Ursus, Lamia's Ring, Spinner's Ring, uh, Ring of the Veiled Heritance, uh, and then the monster monster sets are Pirate Skeleton and Malabeth Scourgers. Those are both helms. Um, Probably the only really interesting one is uh, Spinner. And the ability to buy a couple of gold spinner rings is probably something a lot of people are going to be taking advantage of. I imagine that's a super popular stamina set for both PVE and PvP. PvP especially. Um, so you know if that's a set you're thinking about using or currently use, and you just want some gold rings, um, there they are. Uh, these will also sell probably very easily for quite a lot of gold. Um, so I've already snatched a couple of uh, a couple of these up. Uh, for with that intention. I'm going to wait a couple of weeks so that the market kind of dies down and stuff. Uh, and then I'm going to put those babies on the guild store and probably make a couple of hundred thousand gold off of those.
1: Will you remind us what the, the five piece of spinners is?
0: Yeah, it's the spinner is the magica Spriggan, right? Uh, so it's uh, the five pieces gives you like 3000 something penetration. So it's a it's a Magicka damage set. Um, you know, it's it's pretty good in PVE if uh, you're not if you play with like unorganized groups and you don't know if you're hitting the boss's penetration cap or not. Uh, it can be pretty good, but uh, if you play with um, experienced players on a regular basis, um, probably not a great set to use because oftentimes you're already over penetrating the boss. So you're not really gaining anything there. Uh, but in PvP, there's basically no such thing as too much penetration. <laughs> um, so um, totally great set to use in PvP. Um. Yeah, and that does it for announcements. Did you have anything you wanted to add here? Nope. Sweet. Um. All right. So we'll move on to the news and patch notes section. So, of course, number one in the news, uh, the Graymore expansion uh, is live now. It went live on Tuesday, uh, although it was really more like Thursday before people were really able to play it because there were some significant <laughs> performance issues. Um. You know, it's. It's, this happens almost every expansion. you know. Yeah. It's at a point now where, personally, I don't even get mad about it. It's, it's just like I'm surprised when it doesn't happen. It's like, oh, nice, <laughs> I can actually just log in and play on day one. That's, that's a nice surprise, but usually I don't expect that to be the case.
1: I just always look at it as, you know, the, the good news out of it is that there's a whole bunch of play, people playing ESO, and the game is in a very, very healthy player state right now.
0: Yeah, that's the silver lining is like the the reason these issues are happening is because, you know, the servers are having a difficult time just handling the number of players coming in to play this game. Uh, You know, a bunch of people are under quarantine right now as well. Plus, Skyrim hype is just super real. Um, So I think. I mean, I, don't, I haven't looked, seen any numbers or anything directly, but I imagine that we're seeing some some huge player counts right now. Yeah. So this will probably be, just talking about we uh, will probably be the bulk of what we talk about this episode. It's probably going to take the, the most of our attention here because it's mostly what we've been focused on this week. Uh, we'll do our best to avoid uh, any kind of story spoilers or anything like that. We'll just kind of give our general um, thoughts and impressions, observations, um, things like that. Um. As far as patch notes go, uh, there's not a lot. Uh, Things pretty much look exactly as they were that last week of PTS, uh, with one kind of notable exception that I noticed, which was the Black Rose uh, Dual Wield, aka the Spectral Cloak. Um, You know, that was already nerfed so that it no longer gives you major protection. Instead, it gives you uh, 10% damage mitigation and damage done when it procs. Uh, well, they further nerfed that down to 6% damage mitigation and damage done. Um, and what's funny is people are, are still saying, you know what, I think this item is still too strong, uh, which is crazy because that, I think that just goes to show just how insanely overpowered it has been this entire time. Cause it, we're, we've gone from 30% damage mitigation all the way down to 6% damage mitigation plus the 6% damage done. And people are still saying it's too strong, <laughs> you know, like it just goes to show how inc- incredibly strong it has been up to this point. Um, do you have any other like kind of patch things you wanted to add
1: here? Yeah. Um, the, the only notes that I uh, had was I thought it was interesting. The, um, uh, the barrier ability and a lot, you know, under the Alliance War uh, tab. Yeah, they. Well, one, they increased the ultimate on this. It's a great ability. I think you use this ability on multiple builds. But, uh, yeah, it's a great ultimate. The more unique part to me is that they have changed it now where it only can apply to people in your group, where it will no longer apply to just the people around you that are not in your group. Uh, yeah. we've, we've kind of talked about this, but it's interesting. You know, that's straight a, that straight seems like something to help uh Cyrodiil situation. Uh, and we've kind of talked, you know, we've had several conversations how... This is probably the best way to that to have Cyrodiil be a better experience.
0: It's a it's something that I think a lot of a piece that's a piece of feedback that I think has been given to Zoss a lot uh, is uh, in PvP should really make AOE heals just stay within the group, and that I think that could have a huge impact on on performance. Uh, we're certainly not the first people to come up with that idea. No. It's, it's it's something it's a no. it's a thing that has been discussed. <clears throat> quite a bit, um, on other like, uh, streamers chats and forum discussions and things like that. Um, and it seems like this is an example of them maybe taking some of that feedback and, and, and trying it out and see, um, you know, it's just one ultimate, but I would definitely like to see them try this out with, uh, things like, uh, radiating regeneration and other just like AOE heals, um, especially in Cyrodiil, I feel like that could make a massive impact if it only applies to people that you're grouped with and no one else. It's just a lot of math that the server's not having to do anymore. I feel like that would have to have an impact.
1: Yeah. And it, it, the, the other side effect bonus of that is it would kind of, you know, encourage people to group up more, which I think is always a good thing.
0: And it's hard to say because it seems like there's always, from the development side of things, there's always this um, kind of motive to make PvP more friendly to the to the new inexperienced player and that that could be maybe antithetical to that, you know, if they're not getting these these off heels just kind of randomly around them. Yeah.
1: Um, That is that is true.
0: All right. So yeah, that's kind of it as far as like patch notes, balance changes, that kind of stuff. Um not really much else. So I figure we'll just kind of get into this Graymore discussion and just talk a little bit about whatever what our experience has been like and that sort of stuff. Uh, and Davius, David, this being the the time of Nords, I feel like you have to kick us off here. Um, oh. uh, I don't know. Just let us know what what you've been doing in Graymore and some some things you've observed and what you're liking, what you're not liking, and and all that.
1: Just just all the things. I you know I I told you this earlier in the week when we were playing. It's it's wild to me. Obviously, I love this game, my favorite game. But I've never, or at least I can't remember the last time that I'm logging on, and there's. There's, like, too many things to do. I, I've logged <laughs> yeah. on, and I'm having to be... A, there's so many things. I'm like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this, that I'm having to, like, prioritize the things I want to do. Yeah, um, yeah same here. It's, it's just wild on how many things that I want to go after and things like that. You'll you'll have to help me a little bit with my blinders here, because, uh, <laughs> okay. in, in my opinion, Graymoor, best-looking zone in the game. Uh, oh, just, sure, sure they just phenomenal it looks fantastic uh love the it's, look of it's it it's beautiful it really is um i, I even love that you know it, it, it's very skyrim looking you know you have you have like mm-hmm. this mountainous a lot of rocks mountains and then they also have like a very ice cold snow um just fantastic and, it, and kind of a, maybe this is a weird note but it's something i've noticed um they really seem to being a lot they seem when they're designing zones lately, they seem to be a lot more creative with elevation.
0: They do. They use height in really interesting ways, and uh, and they also seem to make a more concerted effort to make a lot of like alternate routes to get from one yes. place to another, uh, which I I really like that a lot because you and they do a good job of kind of like making it catch your eye off like uh, in in the corner of your eye, you'll see some little tunnel or something, and you're like, can I get in there and They'll check it out, and it'll lead you right where you're trying to go,
1: turns yes turns out. Um, so yeah, it's I'm loving the new zone. Um, Solitude, very cool-looking city. Probably, like I said, you'll have to help me with my blinders here, because just, we're just all north, so maybe I'm going a little crazy. Um, I think Solitude might be the coolest-looking uh, town in the game for me as well. I'm trying to think of them all, but... Um, uh,
0: I mean, Orsinium, come on.
1: Orsinium has been always my fate, what I think is the coolest looking city in the game. But there, here's the reason why I would put Solitude above it. And once again, could be could be the blinders. But the fact that Solitude is up on this giant rock, like perched into the sky, and most of the zone um, that you're in, you can be in different parts of the zone, and it's always like the silhouette of the background. Those combinations yeah. for me are just so cool. It's so cool to just see the silhouette of it, like, in the sky while you're running around the zone.
0: I agree with you there. It's it's, I guess it's strange that the coolest part of Solitude is when you're not in, in it, you know? <laughs> it's like when you're away true. from it, lo- looking at it. That's the coolest part. But the when you're once you're there, it seems, the, like, the architecture and stuff seems pretty basic. I mean, get, I'm not knocking. It's a nice place. It's cool. It's It's, they can only do so much with it because that what that city is has already been established. Yeah. It you know. already exists.
1: Um, um I'll give you that. Orsinium, when you're in it, is still the coolest city in the game, but um the distance look of Solitude very yeah, probably the best. It is city super
0: cool. Absolutely. I hundred percent agree with you there. The the zone is really I really like the, the zone design. They do a really great job of evoking that, um kind of Skyrim vibe especially if you if you get a rare moment where there aren't actually any other players around and you're kind of out in these like snowy mountainside areas and stuff I mean you could you can forget what game you're playing for a moment you know you can <laughs> uh, uh, you can kind of it kind of feels like Skyrim
1: yeah um, I also I've done um, a couple of the uh, delves in the zone I don't know if you've I into done those any yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I hopped into one and, I mean, that's delves are great. I love them in the game, but usually once I do a delve one two three times, I'm like, all right, if I have to go back in there, then, not crazy about it. I could actually see me using this the delve I went into as like a grinding spot. It was so cool designed, um, very very good layout there was a multitude of npc enemies in it it wasn't just like there was like certain themed enemies but it was they were like sectioned off to different parts so there was a lot of different stuff to fight in it and it just i don't know it just overall it was a very very well cool designed delve uh, this specific one there was uh there was a there was a sky shard you know sky shard and all the delves but there was a sky shard in it, and I couldn't figure out how to get into it. And then I actually had to backtrack, and I found out looking at the map that there's like this tiny little tunnel that led up to that ledge where the sky shard are, is. But the cool thing about that tunnel is that it was like completely, almost fully covered with like spider webs, and there's spiders in the area. Like you really felt like you were having to go through this like thick spider web just to get to this sky shard. It's just a really cool little. They've tidbit. been stepping
0: up their delve game, I think, for, for the last few expansions. They're, they've, they you know, like in the vanilla zones, delves are just like you just kind of sprint through them really quick. It's over in like 60 seconds. Yeah. Uh, but they're like almost like miniature public dungeons in, in the expansion zones. Uh, they're pretty elaborate. Uh, it's going to take you more than a minute if you're going to actually, you know, complete the delve and everything. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's like usually some kind of Thing you got to figure out uh, it's more than just running through it uh, yeah they're cool I, I haven't checked any out in uh, Graymore yet but uh, I plan to I haven't really had an opportunity to really dig super deep into exp- exploration and stuff like that just because there's only been a couple of days that it's even really been possible to play <laughs> and then yeah. when I have been playing I've been doing so much of the antiquities uh, which we'll talk about that in depth here in a minute
1: <laughs> the juicy antiquities um... uh, oh yeah so so one thing I gotta ask you about I have thoroughly enjoyed them uh harrowstorms
0: oh yeah, I still haven't gotten to do one of those I did one on p t s and it was really difficult I actually didn't uh successfully complete it um but i haven't i haven't i mean I've seen them from afar but I haven't actually done one yet have have you gotten to do one
1: yeah so so i've done I've done multiple ones um you know, kind of like we said things are a little rocky right now. There's so many players that jump into them; they're they're a little dicey. Which um,
0: performance-wise, you mean?
1: Yeah, performance-wise. Yeah. Which, if I remember right, dragons were kind of that same bit back when they first launched and elsewhere. Uh, but yeah. these hero storms, one, they're completely awesome. That's the first thing I have to say.
0: They look crazy cool.
1: I mean, they're the most. You know, I remember all the way back in when I first started this game, around, you know, around 1 Tamriel, the first time I saw a dark anchor and I was just blown away by, oh my gosh, look how epic yeah. this looks. This thing's falling from the sky. I heard this crazy noise. Like, this seems crazy. Like... Yeah, and it so kind of
0: does bring back that initial feeling, like that first time you see a dirking you're like, what is happening? Yes. This whole world is ending right now, you guys. Yes,
1: and the, the Hero Storm, it's so cool, because if anybody hasn't done one, and this isn't really a spoiler, but the whole point of one is that there's these three witches totems, they're huge, you can't miss them, that have a boss-level health bar. And the mm-hmm. whole goal is you're trying to take down these three totems so that you can get to the coven, the coven witch, to kill her. Mm-hmm. So, but while these totems are up, the Harrowstorm is actually happening, and it's just summoning an insane amount of ads. And it's not just one type of ad. Uh, it's really cool because it's like. I don't know. It seems like it's like seven to ten different type of NPC ads. You're just fighting all these and different random stuff. some of them, them are like stuff. Se-
0: semi-bosses and stuff like that too, yeah. right? Yeah, so
1: like... it's, you've got like vampires, you've got like these flying beasts, you got these like dog. I mean it's just so many – so it just creates this really cool like mayhem of just all these different ads. And then while you're taking these witches Totems down, there's a – countdown happening of the coven witch in the middle summoning a boss Um, and originally i just thought okay well if you don't take them down then the boss gets summoned it makes it a little more difficult well then as i started doing more of these i realized the longer you take to take down these totems the coven witch just continues to summon different bosses so the first boss is like you know it looks like the vampire lord well then after that she'll summon a big nasty werewolf and then she just continues if you take too long she continues to summon these huge bosses that in themselves are basically world bosses and so if you take too long with all the ads going with the world bosses being summoned um i i was a part of one that it was just a small group of us it was kind of in a corner of the zone uh and you know we jumped in and you know all right, we've got this thing. We started hitting, you know, some people were healing, and we weren't grouped up or anything. It was just kind of a group of us exploring. And after a while, we completely just got overrun. The ads, and then the bosses kept getting summoned. It just completely wiped the group. We actually yeah, it
0: seems like a like a like a trial level fight, right? Yeah. Like a veteran trial level fight, kind of like the the dragon fights. I think are kind of like like there's no way, you know, you're going to be able to solo one of those. No,
1: things. absolutely not. Well, there, I mean, there was even probably. I don't know, there's probably seven of us when, when we first started this thing and then we just completely got overrun. Um I just I love the feeling of mayhem that these things create. It's just mm-hmm. uh just it this just looks
0: cool. Like the, yeah. the red and black swirling around and it just it looks so like dark and sinister. That's cool. I uh I wrote down a few things that I wanted to mention about the Zode. First of all, I was surprised I mean I expected it but it still took me by surprise how many like locations and landmarks I recognized from Skyrim I'm like oh yeah I know I know that bridge or oh yeah this is the this is the entrance to solitude yeah I remember this place uh just there's so many moments I had it's just like oh yeah they did a great job of like reminding me of of that landmark or that thing and all that stuff in general there's just a lot of you know wink and a nod to, to Skyrim in general. Like if you've seen the opening cut scene of, of yet, you know, they pretty much right away are like, Hey, Skyrim, right guys, (laughs) you know, like right out of the gate. Um, I enjoy it though. It's fun. You know, I I think if they didn't do that, then I think that would be bad if they didn't do that. Yeah. I think it's fun to really kind of get into it.
1: They, they knew what they were doing with that. And it's a, it's an incredibly smart move for sure. Smart Mm -hmm. tactic.
0: Um, a f- few episodes ago we uh, talked about that meet the character uh, article, Fenorian uh, well I've ran into him uh, I'm 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 barely scratching the surface of the main story but I've gotten to the point where I, I met him uh, and he's really cool actually it, and it's really neat, it seems like uh, at the point where I run into him is like where he left off in that meet the character story you know like yeah. at the end of that there was like some event that happened and he had to go out and you know check check something out and then you know i'm i'm questing through graymore and i bump into him and it it seems like you know those are like those just tie right into each other uh he's actually a really cool npc i like him a lot um he's really neat um we talked about this davius you and i we were just talking last night uh so so far i've just been sticking. My, my intention has been to stick to the main story, and I've, I'm like, yeah, I just want to do the main story so I can just focus on what's going on there, and I'll go back and do side quests and stuff later. But then as, as I'm doing the main story, the side quests are so sort of intertwined into it that it 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 doesn't really make sense to skip them in that moment. And in fact, like, uh, you'll have like a temporary comp- companion on a quest, like this fenorian guy was following me around for a while. And we'll walk by an NPC who's offering me a quest, uh, and Fenorian will like comment on that, like, "Hey, maybe we should check this out first before we continue on with what we're doing." You know, this seems maybe more important. Uh, and it just kind of blew me away. You know, like the these side quests are really a part of the main story, and they they supplement that and inform decisions that you might want to make uh, and things like that. And and you and I, Davius, have talked lots of times before about. Uh, you know every expansion the writing and the questing and the, the story design and all that stuff is always phenomenal and, and i feel like they kicked it up several notches uh, yeah. on this expansion that's that's an example of that
1: maybe one of the coolest aspects of immersion i've seen in the game so far is and it's it doesn't seem like a whole lot but the same thing when it, when it happened and i was listening to the npc it kind of blew my mind a little bit when i was running by all these side quests and he was commenting Um, I even got to a part where I had Fenorian and then I had another NPC as a follower. So two people following around and they actually held a conversation while I was running around.
0: Um, The
1: interaction is just – it's a very, very great new aspect that they've added. It is a really, really very immersive uh, tool while you're questing.
0: Yeah, totally. And I think they – You know, I don't know if this is like just generally the focus of the game going forward or if they just really knew the audience that's going to be coming here for this expansion are going to want immersive storytelling. And that's really where they put their energy into. Mm -hmm. Um, You can tell, though, I mean, you can tell that that's where the energy went. uh, And, you know, and if you, you enjoy questing and storytelling and all that, this this expansion is the best yet from what I've seen so far. Yes. Have you been to Blackreach yet?
1: I have not been to Blackreach yet. I've been so just excited with with Greymore that I've just been running around that zone, enjoying it. Uh, And and like I said, I mean, there's just so many things right now that I want to do. There's characters that I want to work on, you know, gear, want to build up these characters, get their builds completed. Um, Antiquities, we'll talk about that here in a minute. But uh, Antiquities has been huge um the the main Greymore quest i've started on i've kind of started doing that uh i've even started just kind of exploring the Greymore zone just grabbing sky shards things like that um housing been really into the housing the precision editing is fantastic uh Mm -hmm. love what that's added into the housing side of things Um, i'm really
0: surprised at how intuitive that is and and how super handy it is uh it's it's really cool
1: yeah they did a very good job on that um so yeah i mean it's it's crazy to me that even this new expansion came out great but i've even spent a lot of time in the guild hall doing you know setup because it's been a lot of fun i mean this precision editing has added a whole new level to the housing
0: all right so antiquities so uh this is like the thing that you get with this expansion right instead of uh the Psijic Order or a new class or whatever, um, that you get this antiquity system um, as like the the new kind of shiny thing that you get with the expansion. Um, and this thing has been, I think, really awesome. I think when, this was, when people were first finding out about this, people were really uh, skeptical about it, right? They're like, they're putting a mobile game into this game um, and they're thinking like, where's my new class? Where's my new skill line? All that kind of stuff. Um, it just seemed like in general the com- community response was one of skepticism. Um, and what's funny is now that we have antiquities, it seems like almost unanimously everyone is all about it. Uh, it, it actually turns out it's it's really a lot of fun. It's super rewarding, um, and it's just awesome, It's, it's fun and addictive. Uh, I'm mean, I'm surprised at how lucrative uh, that it is. Like just the the loot that you get while you're doing it. I mean just The process of me leveling up the skill lines, I make like between 50 to 100,000 gold per hour, you know, just during just grinding it up.
1: It is a great way to to grind gold. Uh, I feel like we should give a disclaimer to everyone. Uh, we have lost Ket to Antiquities. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't play ESO anymore. He plays Antiquities.
0: <laughs> I wonder if they'll like sell, like sell section this off as an actual mobile game. Yeah, just like a, you play a on phone. game. Uh, that would be sweet. Uh, but yeah, that's basically all I've been doing. That's why I'm not too super deep into the Greymoor quests and, and any of that stuff. Because I really want to get my Antiquities leveled up so that I can start hunting down these mythic items. That's, yeah. that's really what I'm shooting for. Uh, it's cool, though. It's so fun.
1: Yeah, I just have to say they, they've they done such a great job with this Antiquities that, you know, I know a lot of people are kind of complaining about this mobile game aspect. But it's such a cool feature in the sense that it exists within the game of ESO. You can still do all the things that you could do before in ESO, but now it's this whole other level. I could see Antiquities being something that people are so excited about and do. Like, you know, for us, us for example, we... We play the game, ASO, we do all this stuff. But you know, we go into battlegrounds a whole lot. It's kind of that's kind of a side focus that we do. We go, we do a lot of battlegrounds. We do a lot of Imperial City. Um, I could see people kind of antiquities being their battlegrounds. You know, if they're not really into PvP, I could see people just diving fully into this antiquities as kind of this sub level of the game. Uh, I yeah, think it's, it's that cool. enjoyable. It's like your
0: default. Like you don't. Like I don't really know what I want to do right now. I'll just do some antiquities while yeah. I'm thinking about it or whatever.
1: Uh, and they have, they have added so much of it to the game. But even going down the road, this is such a great sub piece of the game because I could only see them just con- every, every expansion, every new content, every patch. They're probably just going to add in more items, more things uh, down the road. So uh, a really, really cool. I'm really, really happy with Antiquities. I think it is very much uh, worthy of kind of a, 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 an expansion focus.
0: Yeah, once you get in there and you see you see what it is and you see how expansive it is and how how many different kind of facets of it there are. I mean, it seems like the work went into it. You know, like the the effort. Yeah. Whether it was focused on the thing that you as a player want or not, you know, is another conversation. But the effort and the work is there, um, and it's it's really cool uh, and. The loot and the rewards are really cool. I've gotten some really nice housing items for our guild hall that we're like stoked about right now. Uh, just, <laughs> just through the course of doing it, I like how um, it makes me see treasure chests in a whole new light. As I'm running through a zone, uh, you know, oftentimes I'll just, I'll just ignore a treasure chest most of the time. Uh, but now it's a whole new like, well, maybe that has a sweet lead in there, and it's it's already paid off multiple times. I've gotten some really nice leads out of random treasure chests and things like that. And also like delves and world bosses and fishing spots and all this, all these just like random things that you can do as you're, as you're just running around in the world. There's actually like a real reason to stop and kill that world boss while you're here. You know, he may give me a cool lead. May as well kill him really quick.
1: I think that's a huge underlying thing to this is that while antiquities is so awesome in and itself, you kind of just really touched on it is there's a whole nother level of content that, maybe if you've been playing the game for a long time, you don't really do anymore, but now you're going and, and you're doing all this content again. So it really makes it seem kind of like there's double the content. Yeah. The it's content even, it's like a stronger goodies.
0: incentive to even do undaunted pledges, you yeah. know, like maybe like, like me, I've done so many undaunted pledges. I have all the keys that I need. So I hardly ever do them, but now maybe I will, because there's this, there's, extra thing that I can be getting from them. Uh, that's super valuable.
1: And, and delve bosses, and, and, you know, the the, the high-end thing with Antiquities, obviously, is these mythic items, but they've done a really great job of, there's so many other cool things that you can get. Like you said, there's really cool housing items you can get. You know, there's these mount pieces for people who like to collect mounts. Um, there's a lot of other cool things you can get. I, you know, the new um, the new uh, Indico Rune, uh, that's something I've been uh, trying to get for, for one of my builds, but... Uh, there's just there's a lot of cool stuff and it's a really good way to uh and i kind of found this out as i was doing antiquities it's a great way to farm overland set pieces uh you really do get you know whatever zone you're doing antiquities in you can get bonus loot from from your antiquities and you can get overland set pieces from those uh from those um digs yeah I'm not sure quite sure what to call it
0: <laughs> yeah dig dig sites i think dig is, sites. Is a theory. there we go um yeah, I mean, all that stuff is awesome. The thing I keep coming back to is I can't believe the amount of gold I make. Uh, and it's like, it doesn't feel like I'm having to grind for it. Like the antiquity, the, the activity itself is kind of its own reward. It's I mean, it's, it's fun to do in and of itself, even without considering the rewards you get for it. Uh, and then, you know, then when you consider you spend an hour doing this fun activity... Uh, and then you, you have like 100,000 gold also at the end of it. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, actually, that's a fantastic point, is that to get that much gold elsewhere is going to require a grind. Uh, yeah, it's you so not going to really... be like fun
0: making that gold, yeah. gold a lot of the time. Yeah.
1: And this, you're making the gold, and you're not even really thinking about it as you're making it. I don't know if that's ever happened to me uh, mm-hmm. in ESO before, where I'm just making an, a massive amount of gold without really thinking about focusing on the gold.
0: Uh, and it's such a rush to, like, you know, go interact with a vendor uh, and go to the sell tab and you just see all this, like, f- all these items that sell for 5,000 gold. You just, like, <laughs> have 10 of them there. It's like, oh, my gosh, just sell all of them. Holy crap. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it definitely, it definitely does something to the chemicals in my brain. It's probably not healthy, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I also have to know, I don't know if you have done much of this, but. Just reading the little paragraphs about when you dig up uh, an antiquity item, uh, the yeah, little lore piece that I, comes up. I read up. some
0: of them, but not very many.
1: Um, so, you know, there's there's the codex that the more you find, at least more on the green and blue items, I don't really, I think on the purple items, it just has, it's kind of a one and done on the codex. But on mm-hmm. the repeatable grindable items, the the green and the blue for most zones, uh i thought it was a really cool little add-in that you you find it and then you see the little lore piece and it's the perspective of somebody that you know you had sent it to and they'd studied it and from their perspective they say what they think about it well then Mm -hmm. when you find it again it's codex two out of three and then it's a different person and they kind of slightly argue with the person before them like they they're kind of like oh no you were thinking this, but actually it means this, and then you'll do it again, and then the third person's like, "Well, you were right on the right, you were on the right track, but it's actually this." Uh, I That's was, cool. I was actually laughing out loud as I was reading some of those, just because it's, it's such a cool little tiny add-in, but it, it was really funny to kind of see these, you know, these. Yeah, and someone Arche- took
0: the time to think that all out yeah. and write it write these uh, kind of conversations amongst those these these scholars and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's really like you're neat. seeing
1: these archaeologists and historians and scholars argue about what the you know what the carving on this item means or what this color means. It was it was pretty hysterical. It was a cool little piece to it.
0: Yeah, I like it. It's crazy to think that there are already people who have um, this the skill these skill lines maxed out on multiple characters. Majority people who have multiple <laughs> mythic items in their inventory. Very like, impressed man, with
1: those individuals.
0: <laughs> super duper impressed. Like I, I I would not have thought it to be possible in this amount of time, but people definitely will surprise you. <laughs> what which, uh, which mythic item are you shooting for first?
1: That's uh that's what we like to call a toughie. That <laughs> <laughs> question's a toughie. Um I would probably, not not that I think it's the best one, but just the one that I think is going to be the most unique and fun for me. I probably would put the Torque of Tonal Constancy. You know, we've yeah. talked about how much fun I've been having with my Stam Sork. I'm still kind of finishing out that build. Um, I just think the Torque of Tonal Constancy, really on any Sork, but on a Stam Sork especially, uh, I think mm-hmm. just is a lot of fun, makes a lot of sense, uh, and really can kind of double down on the mobility of a Stam Sorg. Um, totally. I just, I think that's probably the first one I'm going to go for. Uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. Surprisingly, probably, the second one that I'm going to go for, and this was surprising to even me to think as I kind of realized it, uh, probably going to go for the Bloodlord's Embrace chess piece, just strictly yeah. for devius's tank setup uh we've been doing a lot of like dungeons and grinds and you know farming and things like that so we've been uh i've been able to use kind of his tank setup quite a bit uh, and that thing would be fantastic for his current kind of magicka based tank setup
0: oh yeah absolutely i want that thing to I, honestly i i am truly interested in every single mythic item <laughs> um, surprisingly i think uh i find that the thoracian stranglers is the one that i'm Maybe least interested in, and I find that to be the case. Like, like when I'm reading guild chats or just you know having conversations about these mythic items, that that's one that really doesn't seem to be coming up in conversation a whole lot. And it seems like everyone's really after this, you know, the Malakath Band of Brutality yep. and Ring of the Wild Hunt. Those two are like for sure on everyone's radar, um, but uh, I haven't really seen much talk about the the Thrassian Stringers. I would have assumed would be like. You know, number one, on, yeah. on a lot of people's list.
1: I, I'm I'm very surprised by that. I've seen that same thing. I'm wondering if Thrassian Stranglers is going to be one of those things that once people start getting it, uh, that they kind of see how powerful it could be. I mean, maybe we're we're missing something because it just makes you take so much additional damage. But
0: yeah, just, it's such a wacky niche thing. You know, I mean, like the the Band of Brutality and the Wild Hunt Ring. That's like no brainer. That just makes your character better. Yeah, plain and simple. Um, but the Thrashian Stranglers it's this kiss curse thing you know it's hard to know <laughs> yeah. um, it's hard to know if you're actually going to be able to make that work or not so I think people just aren't quite so gung-ho about that one whereas you know the Band of Brutality obviously like I, I'm going to get that and it's going to be awesome uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anything else to say about antiquities? I'm, I'm into it. I like antiquities.
1: Well, so I'm I'm curious. You know, you asked me. I know the what I like to call now the Ring of Ket. I know that's the number uh-huh. one you're going for, but what's your what's your number two? Like what's after you get that ring? Is there any other item that you're aiming for? Or?
0: Let's see. Yeah, Ring of the Wild Hunt is definitely the one that I want f- for my Stamplar. Uh, that'll be number one. Uh, I would like to have that band of brutality. I think I'd put that on my stamina dragon knight, probably.
1: Yeah, um, that would be really good there.
0: I mean, really, I, I truly am interested in every single one except maybe the Thrasian Stranglers. I'm. I kind of would like to have it just to play with it, but I'm not sure I would actually like seriously use it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the uh, the snow treaders I think could be cool. Um, you know, just having snare immunity. Uh, if you have, if you we talked about before, if you made a build kind of centered around movement speed that doesn't rely on sprint uh that could be really neat um that torque of tonal constancy just like you said that would be really cool on a stam sort absolutely they all they all seem really yeah, interesting
1: that's kind of what i was gonna um, say too is that they've done a really good job and it's funny to me that i just said the blood lords embrace is my number two one i'm going for back originally when we first talked about these on the on the podcast.
0: Um, yeah, we kind of dumped on it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It
1: was, that, it, you know, me especially. I was like, kind of saying, you know, that there's, you know, let's, there's no point to this one. But they, you know, they made the changes to it, and I could see. Yeah, the they just buffed
0: it so much. Uh, uh, and it I, looks really good now.
1: I think if yeah, any one of the mythic items I get, I think I'd be excited about, and I think I would have fun uh, regardless which one I get. Just kind of have fun finding a way. To put it into a build. I can't imagine me finding one of these and not using it. Even the Thracian Stranglers, I don't know exactly how I would.
0: Oh, you'd find a way, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I feel like I would just find a way, find a character to be to, to put that on. Um, so I mean,
0: certainly, I, I absolutely will acquire all of them eventually. Yeah. you know, That'll, that'll be a goal for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm into it. And we'll talk about kind of some ideas for working these items into builds um, here in a little while. Uh, anything more about antiquities?
1: I think that's about it.
0: All right. Well, why don't we take a quick break, and we'll come right back and talk about what we've been doing in ESO here lately.
1: Sounds good. The first thing I did when the Greymoor patch launched was I logged in with my vampire. You know, my vampire build I've been talking about in the past couple episodes. Uh, Because I was really interested to get the abilities to test it out. And man, what an interesting uh, build it is. I am still tinkering, still figuring it out. Um, I don't have the um, reduction glyphs, which I think are a huge, huge part to the build. I still haven't uh, uh, got those set up on the build yet. So I haven't fully tested it out as it's fully ready. Just a quick
0: reminder of of the setup. What's the... Just like uh, the sets you're using and stuff?
1: So I'm doing the Vampire Lord five-piece set, the Akaviri Dragon Guard five-piece set, and then I'm actually doing Mighty Chudan for the monster set. Uh, oh, I actually have to thank you for that because... I'm a big uh, fan of Mighty Chudan. <laughs> you're a big fan. There's so much going on with this build that keeping up a major resolve buff was just too much for me to think about with the <laughs> amount of health that's going on in and out on on my health bar um this
0: yeah just having that one like less thing to worry about really helps
1: very much so so to kind of give you an idea of 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 what i've experienced with this build uh there's been times where i'll do 3k dps with against npcs and, and and world bosses and things like that but i've also hit uh, well into the 30, 35 K. Uh, it just, mm-hmm. it just kind of depends on the perfect setup or me kind of figuring out the rotation. Right. Um, yeah. I, I still think there's potential there. Uh, I'm just still kind of figuring it out. You know, I've changed the morphs, uh, a little bit. Um, I think eventually once I get more comfortable, once I kind of uh, finalize it, I'll, I'll probably do maybe like a final breakdown of, of what I've chosen. Um, but I have hopped on with that character. It is a, it is a very, very different playstyle for sure.
0: <laughs> and is this the one you're doing the quest with, or did you decide to do that with your main instead? Uh,
1: so I originally was going to do the quest with my vampire, but I actually switched over to my main. We kind of talked about this a little bit, but so my, my main character, uh, Davia Starjumper is my crafter. And so uh, he's kind of got all my achievements, all my crafting, and so uh, I kind of, kind of last minute just chose to do the main quest with him, just in case there's anything that that he would need for crafting or things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. As we all know, all my Nord characters, I eventually will do this zone with all my characters. It falls into the complete the Skyrim zones with with my Nord characters, um, right. but eventually I will do it with my vampire character. Um, and I think that really, I just need to play with him more to figure out that rotation and to figure out that different style. Um, he's he's still a lot of fun, but it's just such an interesting, interesting play style. I can't well, yeah, emphasize the, that the enough. The build
0: idea is just is so kind of wackadoo, you know, and just – it's like – you can see like, there's a concept here that, that could work, and it's just yes. figuring out how to make it work.
1: Figuring out how to make the, the damage come together with the sustainability, with the survivability. Um, mm-hmm. And I've really paid attention just to zone chats lately with what they're saying about Vampire. And it's very interesting to see that a lot of people are kind of um, initially kind of just writing off Vampire, it seems like. But there's this small select few, and I've, I've kind of noticed they're all saying this kind of same message and saying that uh, it's only not good if you don't understand how to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can kind of relate with that message. Not saying I know how to play it yet, but like I said, you know, I have a full PvP build set up, and there's been a couple times where I've hit 35, 37k DPS if I get the rotation right. Uh, and it's just it almost comes as just a massive burst uh, but combining that with also surviving after that burst is something that i haven't quite mastered yet mm-hmm. um, i think another part is is that you know a big part of my build is to get to the scion uh, as quickly as possible and i haven't really um, stressed test this build if you will and that a lot of the times i'm doing my rotation i'm just killing random npcs as i'm running around and so i'm not using the scion ultimate but um i the fact that when you when you use that ultimate it fully heals you up i i think there's a lot of potential to just do a massive amount of burst real quick and then hit the scion and then heal up and then kind of turn around and deal with the next threat so one of the other huge things i've been doing which we've talked about a little bit but uh you know some people may be surprised about but You know, I think I even—I think you've even seen a glimmer of how fun housing can be.
0: (laughs) When I'm not when I'm not getting bossed around by my decorator, (laughs) uh, it can it can be all right.
1: Not not (laughs) not with the supply orders all over the the world of nerd. Um, But I have had so much fun uh, just kind of putting the guild hall together. Um really kinda of, I can tell,
0: man. oh dude, it's like a whole other <laughs> place in there. Um no, you've really brought that place to life.
1: I uh, yeah. I I it's just have a lot of fun. You know, I've we've talked about this through the week of I don't really I kinda just get into a zone and just kind of start going, but um The best way I can explain as I kind of go through things is that uh, I I keep referring to it as as blending, is that I'll kind Mm -hmm. of work on a section and I'll kind of set up where things go. And then after that, before I kind of finalize it, I kind of in my mind just kind of see it as, okay. how can I blend this into the environment now as where if you're running past this, it just looks all natural. Uh, It looks like it's, you know, I keep
0: telling you, man, you really need to do some like housing streams (laughs) or just make YouTube videos and just like. Speak your thought process out loud as you're placing things and adjusting and blending and uh, just kind of narrate what you're thinking. I, I really do think there's a community of people that would be into that.
1: That may be that may be something that that uh, that I do down the road or at least look into doing down the road if, if enough mm-hmm. people would be interested in it, uh, I think that may be, that could be something down the road. Uh, I have to give a huge thank you to the people that have visited the gold hall. Uh, a lot of people have said really, really nice things uh, so that's mm-hmm. been very encouraging. Uh, as I as I continue to finish things out, still not done. Uh, the Cidic Villa is a massive, massive home. <laughs> it's
0: too big. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> but uh, we're getting we're getting further. Uh, we're getting a, a lot of the of lot of it done. Mainly right now, the just the outside of it has been the focus. Um, but mm-hmm. really getting close to finishing that, and then I'll kind of move inside the actual house itself and start.
0: It's so cool. It's you know I really have never utilized housing at all like i have houses but i they're just there i rarely ever enter them um but since we've been getting this guild hall together and since you davius have been you know just making it so cool i've I've been making a point to go there every day and i find myself (laughs) just like hanging out there like you know an hour has passed i'm just like running in circles around (laughs) the guild hall you know doing nothing (laughs) but it's just an enjoyable atmosphere
1: I think uh, the the part that I'm I'm really looking forward to is if we can get to a point where if we can get students goons big enough and there's just when you visit the guild hall there's just going to be pretty regular traffic there. I think that's going to be a really really cool uh, sight to see.
0: And we've talked before. We talked before how cool it would be um, if they made like basic merchants available for housing, so you could have like an enchanter, a clothier, a woodworker. Those basic people uh to station there in your house would be so awesome.
1: Would be seems like that's cool.
0: something that is like could be added. Like yeah, I bet I bet that's something that would be added in the future.
1: Yeah, I could see them adding If they have a banker and a vendor already, I could see those adding. I would even be, uh you know, I think it would just be cool if they just gave if they just let us buy just an NPC, just yeah, just didn't do anything. Yeah, just a, just a blank. You know, maybe it just walks around or something, but just a blank NPC to kind of throw in the house, I think it would be cool. Because there are a couple areas that I've designed that would be like, man, it'd just be really cool if I could just, if a, per- a person yeah. or a character here makes it extra cool. But like I said, you know, if we get enough people and the guild holster's getting some traffic, uh, I think it'll kind of add in that final look of like the actual uh, people living in the space. Once we which get I think that tenth cool.
0: member, that's when it's going <laughs> to <The> start.
1: <tenth laughs> member is <laughs> when everything changes for stoon Goons, guys. It's going to be next level stuff. Um, but yeah, other than those two things, Antiquities, I've uh, been doing a lot of Antiquities. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had so much fun with it. Uh, every level, going and actually using the skill points is really exciting. Seeing what changes, seeing how it's better. Uh, had a lot of fun in, in Antiquities. Uh, and yeah, and just kind of as I said earlier, it's it's such a great problem to have to where when I log into the game i just have to go through of all i'm like oh man there's so many things i want to do which thing am i going to get to right now uh you know i there's so much i want to do with the guild hall there's so much i want to do with antiquities you know i want to do the grayborn main quest i want to work on my builds it's it's a fantastic problem to have right now
0: yeah it's a lot well i've been doing some stuff too um so i finally finished my stamina templar build that i've been kind of uh, revamping uh, my you know she's my main character old Betsy um she's finally totally finished I got all the transmute geodes everything's gold and transmuted tri stat glyphs on everything she's she's all done um I've been hopping in doing some BGs just to get some footage for the build video. Uh the build feels great. Um the the BGs have been going really well. Uh the video is underway. I should have it done I don't know like a week or so uh, i think it's going to be awesome just a quick gear reminder it's hulking draugr trappings of invigoration and grundwolf uh two-hander and bow setup uh, i'd like to try to put a master bow on the back bar but i just haven't taken the time to uh to farm that out um, but i think that will be something i try to get a hold of here pretty soon because trappings trappings of invigoration is a perfect like one bar kind of kind of set yep um but until then, I like the build as it is. It's totally great, and there are positives to not having the um, the master bow as well. Um, so I'm not I'm not sweating it too much, and it, it hits plenty hard. And it's just super super fun to play. Love love this character. This is always going to be my favorite character.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for the build video as, as someone who runs with this character in Imperial City and just you know other things. Um, it's it's almost like this character has leveled up yet once again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this. This new meta that we're in has really enabled this character to ascend because the my primary goal has has always been with with most of my characters I'm I'm prioritizing a play style rather than necessarily results I mean I, I want to get good results but only if I can pull off the certain play style I'm trying to go for right and for my yeah. stand player, that play style is very agile nimble very quick and speedy uh, I, you know I want to always be in this sort of on the go kind of kind of mode. Uh, you know, of course I could just, I could just pile up, you know, 6,000 weapon damage and just go jab people to death and and win every fight. That's easy. You know, I'm, I'm trying to do a certain fun kind of play style. Um, and you know, up to this patch in order to, to do that for me anyway, I felt like I had to make some pretty big sacrifices in the damage department, um, you know, I would do enough damage to, to win more fights than I lost, uh, but still not as much damage as I'd, like, as I'd like to have. But now we've got this base critical resistance. We have just more more defensive options that kind of op- opens things up quite a bit. And lo- long story short, I'm able to pack in a lot more damage and sustain and still have very good defense. Um, so this build is basically just better than it's ever been. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm pumped about it.
1: Yeah, I think the new meta we're heading into is really fitting fits your playstyle well. Uh, yeah and I, you know, I kind of have to take a little the little sidebar on the playstyle here cuz I think this is always something that has been uh huge for me and my character's kind of going from when I first started the game and you were kind of teaching me the ropes and kind of going through things and even when I got into PVP and you were kind of teaching me PVP and things. Um you kind of always set the importance of playstyle. Of you know playstyle is more important than and then almost even more important than the build uh, and the gear, and that has been I can't express how true that has been. Is that you know anybody can go find these 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 builds and they look great on paper, but if it really doesn't fit your playstyle or you're really not enjoying or that's not comfortable, then that usually that's not going to work out for you. And so I've always I've always that's always been great advice that you gave me early on, and I have always stuck to that advice of how important playstyle is. Is that the build has to be comfortable within your playstyle?
0: And you're, yeah, and your playstyle has to match the build that you're playing, yes. right? And and so like I just notice in myself, I like to roll dodge a lot and run really fast, mm-hmm. and I like to be able to just go and go and go and go and never have to stop, um, you know. And I if if I want a build that kills everything in my path, I can't do that. Yeah. You know, if I want to have 6,000 weapon damage, then I'm not going to be able to have the sustain. I'm not going to be able to have the mobility that makes the build feel fun for me. Right. So the whole goal has always been, let's find a balance of enough damage, but still be able to do all this cool, fun stuff that I like to be able to do with that particular build anyway. Yeah. Um... So yeah, that's Betsy. Build videos in the works. Uh, my Necromancer Healer also all finished, uh, and this one's super cool. Uh, I've talked about it on the last <laughs> I don't know few episodes. Um, Argonian Necromancer Healer using the Healing Mage, aka Mending set, and Critical Repost, which is one of my absolute new favorite sets uh, in this in this video game. We're about to I'm going to talk about this set actually a little bit more here in just a second, but excellent excellent set. Um, and then she's using Mighty Chudan as well. Um, and it's just a great build. It's all Divines. Um, it's because the Critical repost set gives me like plenty of critical uh, mitigation, so I can just go all Divines to pump up that Healing moonness as much as possible. Um, this build is just so cool. It's one of my very favorite builds that I've made in a really long time. Uh, this will be the next video that I make. Um, and it's totally done. It's just sitting there, just waiting for me to just start making that video. So I'm I'm really excited about that.
1: Uh, yeah, that that build is um, it's hard to pick among your characters, but lately, as of late, I can say that. Uh, this build has been one of my favorites to run Imperial city with because it just,
0: Oh, totally. It's anyone that I'm playing (laughs) alongside. This is their favorite build for sure.
1: It makes me Uh, feel invincible. If I, if I'm running around with this character Uh, just with the, the less damage I'm taking with the crazy strong heals I'm getting. um, It's, it's, that's a really great build. It's so
0: much fun man to just be, you know, the, the heals alone are pretty impressive. And then, on top of that, like all the enemies are being heavily debuffed, and so they're not really doing very much damage. On top of all these crazy heals, it's a totally light armor divines build. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, oftentimes, like in Imperial City, I'll be just straight face tanking four or five players yes. at a time.
1: It's such a um, it's such a cool build, but you know, we always talk about this. It's 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 just another extra layer. What can make a build kind of to the next level is that it's such a cool theme that fits so well with the build and the character as well
0: yeah it makes sense for a necromancer to really be focused on weakening enemies mm-hmm. and that's how that's like their their gimmick that they use just to, to stay alive yeah
1: and and it, it just kind of and, it, and you know obviously not everything works this way but you just really get the feel and the look of the characters that you know she's really weakening all our other enemies and she's kind of taking their essence and making her own allies stronger it's just very necromancer themed it's it's a very very yeah. cool cool idea cool build
0: yeah, I dig it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to making this build video. Um, it's, it's cool. Um, aside from that, um, I've been focusing, I've been keeping an eye out for, uh, for getting these Venomous Smite pieces as I'm running around Greymoor, uh, you know, looting bosses and opening chests and getting quest rewards and that sort of stuff. Um, I'm hoarding up these Venomous Smite uh, set pieces because I want to pair those up with uh, Azure Blight Reaper. Uh, I think I'm going to put that on a Stamina Warden um, and use that, that Fletcher fly infection, that, that AOE sticky dot ability that they have,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, along with, um, the acid spray ability from the bow from the, from the bow skill line. So I have these two AOE dots and maybe like use caltrops or something as well. So I have all these AOE dots ticking away on multiple people at once. And that'll proc these, these two sets of venomous smite and azure blight reaper. Um, and so there's just <laughs> all this AOE dots overlapping on each other, uh, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be wipe, trying to wipe out some groups and stuff like that. I think it's gonna be really fun. And you know, with a, it's a warden, so because there's gonna be some sub assault in behind there as well for some extra just oomph in behind all of it. Uh, I really think it's gonna be a
1: crazy strong build. I have so much pity for the poor werewolf that runs into that build. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the poor poor werewolf yeah. is gonna be, it's gonna be rough, gonna be a rough go for them
0: yeah i think it's gonna be cool and just to have a, a main hand bow uh set up and just go into some bgs and just take an entire group out in like a few seconds yeah that's how i'm expecting it to go <laughs>
1: that's gonna that, that means uh, that's how it's gonna go there no questions asked <laughs> I, well, I don't know that's, we'll see that's always see, how builds d- work out you, you put a you put them in the build editor and it, it always translates completely perfectly num- over to the, the, the game numbers don't
0: lie <laughs> yeah 100 of the time um yeah, so aside from that, uh, those alliance change tokens, I haven't actually bought any yet, but I'm definitely going to here pretty soon. Um, just assume, basically the next time that I feel the urge to play with one of those characters, I'll just go ahead and get that token at that time and switch them over. That's going to be awesome. Two of my very best characters, really kind of three of my very best characters, are on DC. Um, so it's going to be it's going to feel good to have all the characters that I care about at least over on EP. Um, and we can all play together, and I can just play with with anyone that I want. It's going to be nice. Yeah,
1: I think it's going to be it's going to be really cool to to see those characters in Imperial City.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited to take my my Stam Sork and my Magwarden both down there. I think they're going to like rip it up. It's going to be. I gotta it's going to be I gotta awesome.
1: finish my my Stam Sork uh, build before you transfer your Stam Sork because just the idea of double oh, yeah. Stam Sork just seems like play heavy metal music as we're just yeah. I mean,
0: <laughs> running just around the bushwhack twins right yeah. <laughs> just freaking. Really, yeah i think i uh, think we're gonna terrorize some people on those tunnels <laughs> with the double stamp org. it's gonna be awesome uh,
1: it's gonna be a lot of fun
0: yeah so that's basically all i've been up to you know other than uh graymore questing and antiquities and all that stuff um we're getting close to the end of the episode but before we go i wanted to I wanted to touch back on this Critical repost set. I was just talking about it. I use it on my uh, Magic and Necromancer. Um, but I want to talk a little bit more about it. This set has been coming up more and more in conversations. I think people are kind of starting to realize the value of this set, especially in this new meta that we're in. Uh, I, think, I think this set is going to be a big deal. Um, so I've talked about the five-piece bonus before, how um, it... You know, when you take critical damage, you reduce the crit rate and critical damage of that attacker for, I don't know, like 10 seconds or something like that. That's mm-hmm. uh, a really nice debuff, um, but the, the, the thing that people are really kind of interested in this set about isn't the five-piece at all. It's the two-, it's the two through four-piece set, bonus, uh, set bonuses uh, that are really interesting here. So uh, the two- and four-piece bonuses give you a total of about 850 critical resistance, um, and then, you know, we have 1350 critical resistance on our characters as a base stat now as well. So total, that's 2200 critical resistance without having any impen, any champion points or anything like that. So that's, that's already way more critical resistance than we were used to having last patch. Um, and with a, with a four-piece bonus, without even equipping the five-piece. So, you know, you're kind of getting the value of the old impregnable armor which is a 5 piece set, but you're you're getting it out of a 4 piece
1: set. Yeah. It's um it's crazy to think about what what that could, you know, what that could be. Yeah.
0: And you know, impregnable armor gives you some nice max stats as well, so that's kind of something you'd be missing out on, but this does give you a line of health at least uh and I think that combined with the fact that you can get all the crit resist you need out of four pieces um I think makes this set extremely valuable, especially now when we're trying to figure out good ways to fit in mythic items into our builds. I think this is going to be one of the more popular sets uh, for mythic setups, because uh, you can equip four pieces, you're you're done worrying about critical resistance at that point, uh, so instead of you equipping the five-piece bonus, just, just slide in your mythic item in, in its place, uh, and then just fill out the rest of the build with whatever you want. Um, and the beauty of that is, you know, you don't even have to use impen on your gear. You can go all divines, all well-fitted, you know, whatever trait you want, and you're still going to have more critical resistance than, than most other players who aren't wearing this set.
1: Yeah. I think it's, once again, we've mentioned this in the past, but it's going to, it's just really cool, um, for what traits are going to be in PVP now. It's, it's, it's really already kind of starting to see it's not all about impen anymore.
0: Yeah, like critical damage is just one of the damage types that you need to account for, but you really have to account for penetration and raw damage and, and other stuff as well. Uh, and, and so it's it's nice that this is it's a very efficient way to to cover your bases for crit for critical damage. Yep. You know, uh, if just four pieces of that you're covered in, you're covered in that way. Uh, now, what other defensive measures do you want to take? Do you want to invest in mobility? Do you want to invest in just straight resistance in block cost reduction? Um, you know, you, you have so many more options now. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Critical Riposte, uh, this, this dropped, you know, I think the Harrowstorm patch. Um, so it's, it's been in the game for a little while now, but I think people are just now kind of figuring out, especially now that we have these mythic items and people are just doing the math and figuring out how to slide them in and still make the stats all look really good. Um, I think this set is going to be key in this in this meta that we're entering into here now. So I guess that's about it. We're pretty close to the end here, but before we go, I'm going to um, shout out to one email that we got this week. We got an email from Rob who plays on PS4NA. He says, Hello guys, just want to say thanks for the, for the podcast. Really enjoy listening to you guys at work. Uh, he says he recently started playing again to pass time during the quarantine after a couple of years away from the game. Uh, and after hearing your conversations, I feel like I'm missing out on half the game by doing PvE only. After the recent episode, looks like I'm going to start up a PvP Stam sork. Anyways, thanks again, Rob. There you go, Davius. You're inspiring people with your Stam stories, stories. You know,
1: I really have to say though that it's really it really all goes back to you because you're the one that inspired me to create the Stam sork. So we really have this chain effect going. Uh, but
0: well, I'm I'm always spreading the word of Stam sork. <laughs> you man. are. It's, it's such a fun class to play. I love it so much.
1: Um, but yeah, I just have to say that you know how awesome of Rob. That's very very cool. Um, it's so awesome, and I know you you feel the same way. It's so awesome to get these emails with, with such kind words and uh, just really encouraging and 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 I don't know, just just really cool to, yeah, to get. It, it,
0: it makes it feel like a real pod. We're doing a real podcast here. You know, <laughs> we got emails to read. We're
1: real now. Uh.
0: <laughs> Uh, I will say to Rob that you're absolutely right. Only doing PVE, you're totally missing on a uh, missing out on a major uh, major aspect of the game. PvP, you'll get the highest highs and the lowest lows that you've ever experienced in this <laughs> game. Uh, it, it's super fun, can be super frustrating, especially at first. Uh, there's a, quite a big learning curve, uh, so just get ready for that. Just expect it, accept it, uh, and just just keep at it. And and before long, you know, you'll be. Uh, you'll be owning noobs yourself. Yep.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I just say start start practicing your light attack weaving now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway, I guess that's the end of the podcast. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at scrollandpodcast at gmail.com. That's scrolling with an IN, no G, scrollandpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also contact me and Davius in game. I'm at Ket Sparrow Hawk, and Davius is at Star um you can just say hi tell us a joke ask us a question let us know you want to be uh, a member of the students goons guild we'll get you in there um anyway i think that's it davis anything to say before
1: we head out uh i just got to give us you know got to give us some kudos we we are finishing up before uh the silent hill sirens start going off so yeah kudos to us Oh yeah, <laughs> Only tw- 12 minutes before the
0: sirens start It's nice very nice